Hi, I'm Ben. And I'm Katie, and welcome to 360 View. This is where we explore a broad range of ideas on all things affecting your body, your wellness, and your mind. So welcome back everyone to 360. Today what we're going to be talking about is all things training and how we get optimal results for what we want and how to determine whether you're training for performance or aesthetics. So Ben, if we start off, how are we going to approach this first? How are people going to know what they're training for and how do they determine that? So I suppose the biggest thing to start off with is working out what you're trying to have as an end goal. Deciding what you want as your end goal is obviously going to determine how you approach training and what we're looking for to get out of that training. So we're looking to see whether we're actually going for aesthetics or performance. Depends also too on the actual muscle groups and what we're trying to aim for to get out of our training. Obviously, someone that's doing sprinting or short, fast stuff is going to be looking for different stuff to someone that's looking for, I just want to build my biceps or my shoulders to look aesthetically better to myself and also to make myself feel better, which is obviously some things that training and how people have with body image stuff that that works as well. So it's definitely something that's just sort of a, a bit of a discussion point to have with yourself and obviously find out what you're trying to get out of your training first. Because it's a, if you have no end goal, it's no use in deciding where we know because you're just going to bounce all over the place. And if people are bouncing all over the place, you're not going to get that consistency and you're not going to get results of any way because we just have no clear pathway to send ourselves down and it's just bouncing everywhere. And they do feed into each other. So your performance is going to feed into your aesthetics and aesthetics into performance. It's not like they're completely separate. They will, but how you determine what you need to do and how you structure your training and decide what your program is going to look like and what every other aspect of your life is going to look like is first to time deciding whether you are performance or aesthetics there. Yeah, to decide. And that's the biggest thing is if you, if you decide how you're approaching it as far as for a sporting or a performance-based thing, we're going to end up determining whether you are going to end up with an in-season type training style or an out-of-season training style. So if you're doing something and there's a set season, say my whole sport runs through winter, I'm playing footy or I'm doing something like that, rugby league, union, whatever you're looking for there, and that's your performance type goal, then you obviously know your time to be able to hit your peak because that's going to determine how people are periodizing and what they're doing throughout their training. So you end up with an off-season and on-season. Whereas for aesthetics, you can be training all year round because at the end of the day, you're trying to look your best or feel your best through your body, look good, moving well, doing that throughout the whole year. So that's going to determine what sort of path you have with that too. And then that comes down to volume and intensity is probably one of the biggest things that we hear people a little bit confused about is whether they're looking to increase volume or intensity when they're looking for results. So if we start talking aesthetics first, what people need with either their volume or their intensity there, a lot of people are under the interpretation that more volume is better, that they need more volume to achieve more results and to achieve better results. Where does that line blur? It's... um. It does get certainly hard to see because a lot of people end up with more time uh, to train doing certain things. So it depends what they're aiming for, whether they're doing it to more, more time to do it. So maybe they're looking more for their intensity, but they want it to be longer. So they're looking for intensity to be up to 20 to 30 minutes, which in effect is going to end up breaking our muscles and breaking everything down to not be more beneficial in the long run. Whereas the line to be able to go into that volume 
Maybe it's looking for volume, but it's looking at a less intense rate. So we're looking for things like sets of like three to five rather than 15 to 20 uh, to try and burn ourselves out. It's, it's something that you've sort of got to play the game with because we can't be doing that intensity so high for so long. Because if you're doing that every day consistently, it ends up breaking us down and you're actually going to get worse in the long run sometimes than getting any better. So you're not going to see any progress and then people get disheartened in what they're doing as far as doing that for a reason. They can't see any light at the end of the tunnel. They end up getting disheartened and then just give up and they haven't actually really been set down the right path for success rather than setting yourself off for failure in some cases. For sure. And then that comes down to where we're working and when you are working out, what you're looking for. So varying those workouts as much as you can. If we look at our three systems that we have our pain, gain and sustain as our three time frames, our super short, painful as in the name, our mid range and then our longest sustain path where we are looking for that lot longer time frame and that endurance. They all do benefit each other, but where we want to be spending the most time is in that gain and then a little in that sustain and a little in that pain. If you're looking for performance, you're going to find yourself edging more on that pain side more than someone who's looking for aesthetics. When you're just looking for aesthetics, you don't have to edge on that pain part so much. So you don't have to be doing your one, two, three minutes where you are going 150% yeah, and also, and also too, that's that lactic acid that people are building up and working through that uh, when those muscles are under that strain is doing that anaerobic stuff where we're going to struggle with it and they're going to feel sore continually. And, and people sometimes just don't want to go into that path where they're feeling sore all the time. It's never, it's depending totally then on your performance or whether you're just wanting to move to look better and, and have that strength so that in longevity, we're able to end up supporting our own weight because at the end of the day everyone wants to be able to be doing their training or what they're enjoying and rather than continually working into a a state of hating the training and what they're doing and if they're continually hurt and sore all the time with doms and and things like that it ends up being a struggle then to actually want to go into the gym or want to go to do it unless you've really got a clear goal of what you're trying to work towards because it's a novelty at first Mm. that pain seems like it's going to be benefiting you. It seems like it's going to get you there faster. And we've all heard the term, feed the pain. Mm. We don't we don't necessarily need that. And that's fine at first to feel like you're working. Yes, you're going to get sore when you first start working out. That's completely normal. But it's not something we want to be chasing long term. Because at the end of the day, if you're sore all the time, it's not very fun. No. And it stops motivating you to want to train. You don't want to walk in the gym if you know that the next day when you get out of bed, your joints are going to be sore and your muscles going to be sore and everything's going to be hurting. And that's also too then that periodizing of building people up to that. It's no good if you haven't trained for 3, 6, 12 months and not done that set of volume or intensity to come straight in and first day be hitting that workout at 100 mile an hour fully sending and going through everything as hard as you can, heaviest weight you could possibly do, struggling without the end goal of what you're actually trying to achieve and also building your body up to it. Your body's going to completely hate you straight after that and it's going to let you know it hates you so that when you actually come back in the gym the next day, you totally don't want to do it and the progression that you're going to see is going to be backwards and you're not going to want to train for another week two weeks, three weeks, and then next thing you've lost the actual whole setup of where you're trying to go. Because the idea is to slowly build yourself up so that they can handle 
more training and they can handle being in the gym that little bit more often so that then they're getting the results they want. Hmm. The thing is that if people hammer it first up and they get really sore, then what happens is they stop that movement for the week after. Yes, they're sore. Whether or not they enter the gym is regardless, they're not moving. They're not going to walk as much. They're not going to do everyday activities. So therefore the progress that they essentially made in that session is negative. Yeah. And they're not going to want to come in and do that every week. There's going to obviously be days during the week where you're going to end up, yes, we're looking for a hard, fast sprint stuff, depending on what your end goal is and what you're working towards. If you're looking for all-round fitness, then we've got to see some things. As you said, that pain gain sustain, we're trying to look through things for different variations and also to different weights. So as you build through it, you can handle a little bit more load, depending whether you're putting more load on it, happy to go slower in a certain workout or doing some strength stuff so that you know you're actually building strength. Or we're looking for lighter, faster, or we're looking for more cardio stuff to actually get that heart racing. But we don't want to do that every single day of every single week and be looking at things as doing 30-minute workouts continually hard every day. It's not going to help you. It's not going to help us with doing our pacing and stuff, whether we're looking at different set ranges, different you know rep ranges. So certainly getting people through and being able to do that. And that also shows with experience of athletes as well. So as people do it more, they're certainly going to soon realize that they don't want to be hurt all the time with it. No, and it's about varying it. Mm. Exactly as you said, if people are doing 30 minutes every day, that's not great for us. If people are doing three to four minutes, high intensity, go all out bursts every day, that's also not good for us. We need that variation because everything is good in small doses. So if we can mix them as much as we can throughout that program, then they're getting the benefit from each one and they're all feeding into each other and benefiting each other there. Mm. So you're going to get better long-term endurance by doing your short, fast workouts there and then you're going to get better at your short and fast by doing your long term it's just making sure that you get that variation whether you train two three four five six times a week it's still about getting that variation through it yeah that's right and then that also works as far as what we're trying to do when we're training so our compensation uh doing that where we're actually getting that stimulus that external stimulus because our body doesn't actually see that external load as two kilo dumbbells, a five kilo plate, um, some extra kettlebells. We're just, it's just seeing it as an external load that it needs to move and that we're pushing through. So in effect, what we do is end up breaking stuff down because we've put ourselves under stress. So we're actually stressing ourselves when we're training and looking, we're looking for that extra growth through that muscle, through that joint that we're working through to be able to make sure that the next time when we come in or in progressive times as we go and we load a little bit more we're actually looking for it to feel easier so it should feel as our perceived exertion feel easier we might be able to put an extra one and a half kilos or two kilos on that lift so that the next time we're trying to test it it does feel easier whereas when we're trying to go for so much overload it ends up negatively affecting us because the game is how fast can you recover that's exactly we right. only train so that we can get recovery from that stimulus 
Training is a stimulus that we need to recover from. That's where the benefit comes. That's right. The benefit doesn't come from the stress on the muscle. It comes from recovering from the stress on the muscle. So if you start playing that game of how quick can you recover, all of a sudden you start looking at what you're doing in your training, but looking at what you're doing outside of your training and what you need to do to make you recover faster. You start looking at your sleep. How's that impacting? You start looking at your food. Is what you're putting in your body helping you recover? Because if you don't recover and you continuously hit with these long, grueling workouts every single day your body doesn't recover and if it doesn't recover we don't get benefit well also too you know we're not being able to get back into the gym like we said the sooner you're able to recover and feel better yes there's some soreness yes there's that, but we shouldn't be feeling that all the time sometimes when you know you've hit something long and hard and grueling the day before and you feel like your body is so beat down the next day obviously that's probably a good reason for you to feel maybe today i should just go lighter work on some technique work on be able to get those motor patterns and you know those muscle memories and just move to be able to let my body recover because I know it's not worth me putting the extra load on because I'm going to go backwards. It's not going to benefit me in the long run and I know that the whole thing is going to end up being a bad, like it's just going to end up wrecking what progress I've made because I'm going to go backwards. Yeah. And it's never a good thing to do. Not at all. And that's why we look long-term, not short-term. If you're looking at long-term, wanting to train for your whole life and being able to re- do really well in 5, 10, 15 years' time, that's when we start looking at that. We're okay with taking that day to just move. It's not like you didn't move that day. You still did something. And you're going to get more benefit from doing something that day than either not doing something or doing something hard. It's that happy medium. If we're playing the short-term game, the six to eight weeks, how good can we get or how much better can we look in these six to eight weeks? Of course, we're going to go and smash ourselves in that because it's such a short time period. It seems like the more we do, the better we're going to be. Hmm. Especially when you see quick short-term gains, people that come in. And we know that with people that are new, Uh, novice people to the gym or to lifting weights or doing something if you've done a sedentary life and you've not lifted weights or not had any external load with doing stuff to all of a sudden come in and start lifting weights start to move your body through range of motion it's that quick benefit of doing that that people see quick results through that's exactly right and it's the newbie gains of when people are starting to move through stuff that all of a sudden they they realize oh my goodness i'm getting gains by doing this that suddenly if i do more it's going to be better i'm going to get more gains we soon hit an area where it suddenly either plateaus and we've got to change something things don't come as quickly or we're not getting as good a results in such a quick uh quick time frame our body's very good at being able to adapt to what there is and that's what it does that's hence what we're looking for in this but when people continually do that all the time and then don't see the results they get lose lose heartedness in, in doing things like that to suddenly hit themselves harder to do more because if i do more it must be better for me so the thing is then also too from that newbie training is to then be a master in it and to be smarter on how you're looking at recovery because through age groups and throughout your lifestyle and throughout your life time frames stresses on our body we have a cup that's full of stress with lifetime stresses and things like that going on outside of training that suddenly we've got so many cups and they're over full that we can't end up devoting or, or, or people get injured or things start happening because sleeping not not happening well babies up all night things like that newborns kids and and stresses through work that suddenly we're going the other way and it doesn't help and so we've got to recover better see maybe this as time to 
just be able to move instead of worrying about that end goal with it. And you have to put so much more focus on recovery as soon as you're that little bit older or mm. as soon as you have that little bit more stress on your plate. If you're young and you have next to no stress on your plate, then you can ride that volume train and you're not going to get hurt for quite a long time. No, and also, too, there's no other stress. Like, you, you, no. you're totally... If all you've got is you've just moved out of home and the biggest importance to you is just earning money so you're able to just go to work and spend everything on on else and you have endless time because you have no one else to worry about except for yourself, of course you're going to be happy to smash yourself because you can handle the, That's your time uh, to go the recovery. Yeah, You can go for and it shorter. and you're going to recover and it's going to be no worries at all. But that has to change at some point. As soon as your stress starts to fill up, you need to really be conscious of that and start to back off that training at least a little bit and then you're going to find this new happy medium of where you can. That doesn't mean that as you get older and more stressed, your results are going to go down the strain just because you have a lot on your plate you can get no results it's just how well can you recover them and how can you put more focus on that so you need to be doing things like you're stretching you're sleeping better and focusing what you're putting on your body for sure it's it's something that people can't be they can be explained to show and show how it works for others as examples but ultimately you've got to find that happy medium for yourself If one week you know that if you hammered yourself all week and you've come five times a week and trained and you felt by the end of the weekend you needed nearly three days to recover and you didn't want to get out of bed and work was so painful and going and talking and interacting with people was hard and you just wanted to go to sleep all the time, that maybe you need to have a go at doing it three times a week. Train three days a week, not every day, and see how that felt to give yourself a training, a day off in between. So that's definitely something that people need to have a look at, and that's something that they've got to work out themselves. People can be given a bit of a guide, but ultimately, the amount of sleep you need, the food you need to recover, how much hydration, thats there is guidelines, but people have got to see how they're feeling and what they do. Yeah, definitely. And they're just a couple of things for you to think about as well. Have a think about what you're looking for out of that training. Are you looking for performance or aesthetics? If you're looking for performance, you need that off season at some point to make sure that your body recovers so that you're not getting injured. If you're training for aesthetics, same thing. You can train year round, but you also need those periods where you do have either a deload or you have increased recovery in there so that you are also not getting injured. And that also gives you a chance to retest some stuff. So if you need to end up doing it, you need to end up retesting and set yourself up again for the next training block or the next block that you're trying to go for, for your goal. So there's a few things to think about. We love having a bit of a chat about everything that's affecting you throughout your life, what's going on outside the gym as well as inside the gym. Um, And we look forward to hearing from you another time or chatting to you about certainly things that we love to chat about. So we'll catch you in the next one.